everyone, and welcome to the Accounts Payable Association podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Radford, and I'll be sharing with you insights and interviews with leading industry experts. We hope you enjoy. Yeah, and is that something you continue to kind of continually benchmark and, and sort of mirror where you were? We, 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 we track daily and weekly our current automatic rate. Yeah, again, going back to our the point made earlier about visibility. Yeah. The data tells us everything. The data tells us whether it's a, a branch. The data tells us whether it's a supplier. So we, yeah, the AP team now in particular are working with procurement are targeting the supplier who has a bad habit of, yeah, yeah, every Friday, all his EDR invoices seem to have an error on his VAT. Yeah, yeah, we can see that now. We see the trend and we can have that conversation. That's, that's a really good example of what I was talking about, This creating this vir- virtuous circle, where now that now it's visible and the process is in there and running, now um, the team can improve that process even further and go and target those suppliers, go and, to go and target mm. the people you know within the organisation look for places where, where further further gains can be made. One of our the criticisms I currently get from our business units, now they're using IMS, prior to the invoice matrices from documentation being deployed, yeah, using the old you know, business system, yeah, two or three of the brands who, who use that for trading could see invoices on there, but they wouldn't look for seven days. Mainly because you know, there's a substantial number of our suppliers will get the order and will invoices, but the goods will not have arrived yet. Yeah. Therefore, they haven't even been booked into the, the branches. Mm-hmm. So they were. It was all held back, and the branches would only see things from day seven. Yeah, after receipt of invoice. Now with documentation, we said no. no we'll, we'll change that. Yeah, you see your inbox. You see your yeah, your in-trade invoices from day one. So the invoice drops in there. So if you've not had the the, the goods, you still see the invoice. So their complaint is, I don't want to see the invoice because I haven't had the goods. So we are talking to some suppliers and saying, look, we actually don't want your invoice until you've actually delivered the goods. Yeah, And some are saying yes. Others, it gives them a challenge because they're using third-party couriers, etc. But yeah, we can have that dialogue and try and improve yeah, so that invoices come in and auto-match because actually if the branches have had the stock, they've received it, it would auto-match rather than actually just sitting in a kit. Mm. Excellent. And, as, and this visibility thing, obviously, is, you know, I'm picking up that, that feel of, obviously, the greater the visibility with the system, ultimately, the more you can do with the data and the more quality the data comes, etc. So um, in terms of the project, Gary, would you consider it a success? It sounds like you do, but uh, what, what's your view on the project, where it is as, uh, currently? Uh, Probably the short answer is yes, it's a success. Yeah. And, and why do I say it's a success? One, it is now fully deployed through all our, our branches. It's our invoice matching system. We are now off the old matching old ERP system you know, for invoice processing. It's, it's all through documentation. Um, suppliers haven't noticed. Yeah. Some suppliers have noticed that we're now asking them more questions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they've not noticed a drop in payments, so therefore it's a yeah. success. Uh, our branches are now, yeah, have been forced to follow a bit more formality on their approval than some of the processes we had previously, and that is starting to prove dividends. But they've all accepted the uh, the use of the system. In fact, whilst we did training it out to our branch staff on how to use the system, it is you know, the web interface is pretty intuitive, 
So actually the training for some was yeah, a brief introduction to yeah, some key users and then yeah, for others just giving them access to a training system yeah, and a, yeah, a, a, an information guide for them to try it for themselves. They didn't need big classroom sessions to learn how to use this. It's pretty intuitive. So mm-hmm. yeah, they've all, they've all accepted it and we are now using it as part of our core, core business. And, and we are reaping the reward. Yeah, that's great. And I think you know you've gone over some of the key benefits already. Um, just from a point of view, obviously, I know you'd had a working relationship with documentation previously, but for our audience point of view, you know, how important is it to choose the right partner and build a strong relationship, a two-way relationship, in a sort of a true partnering f- form, and when you're doing a project such as this. Certainly, when projects start to get complicated and critical, you need to have you'll be working together. Yeah, and, and trust. Yeah, everybody. Um, at the outset, when we were talking to you know, documentation about this possible solution, one thing ran, rang home to me very true, which is you know, something I value, which is they turned around and said, you know, we want you to use it out of the box. We will tell you if you are going to do, you know, to do something that's away from the box and we'll push you hard to challenge you just on why you must do that. And they did. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what you want. So many software suppliers system providers will happily tell you yeah we can do that yeah we can do that and before you know it everything's customized and you have a longer term yeah. at least with you know with documentation yeah they did push back yeah and they did tell us when we're going yeah off standard if you like having to customize but we did it together mm. so we recognized going forward yeah, where we have some right. customization challenges and we do have yeah a particular set of complex processes, one in particular around our direct orders. So these are customer orders, sales orders, which are, you know, we take, but actually we back to the supplier to direct delivery. So we have the sales invoice to the customer, it only releases once we've had the invoice and delivery note from the supplier that he's delivered to the customer. But there's no goods receipt because <coughs> we don't see the goods. Yeah. So we had to work around that process, and that's one of these yeah, customizations, if mm, you like. That's exactly the kind of thing. We had to sort of build in that mm. yeah, not many yeah, businesses outside of merchanting might have to deal with that. It's very refreshing actually to hear, to hear that. You hear so many stories of somebody sells a solution to a company and promises everything, and then the customization kicks in. Obviously, from a documentation point of view, having a set guideline or guiding set of principles to a customer and being strong enough to push back is actually quite refreshing to hear because it keeps both partners on track. It, it does. Yeah, our documentation did push back and sometimes we said, no, we still want it. Yes. <laughs> but we had that dialogue. Which yeah. So we knew, we went into all this with our eyes open. Mm. Yeah, that's absolutely right. There was, we kind of processed that to, together. So when these special requirements came up, um, there was, a, you know, a, a discussion around, and Grafton's would define what it was that that, that, that was needed, and, and we would um, look to see whether we could, you know, we, we could change that business process together to fit into the, to, to the the standard kind of best practice solution. But you can't always do that. But what we did make sure as, as a team is is that um, there was a good justification for that, and it got signed off, but you know, at a high level um, by Grafton. Um, and also that, that, that we as a company were, were absolutely sure um, before we signed up to it that we could deliver it 
and we could deliver it in a way that was that, that was going to work. Excellent. Um, so, so John, over to you. Question for you then. So mm-hmm. um, Gary's explained that he considers the project a success. Um, what would you say are the major major factors in the reason why this project was a success? So to to, to me. Um, I think on the Grafton side there was a, there was a very knowledgeable and very robust team, and and, and that's a, a huge plus factor. They got the right people in the room at the right times, and they were they were prepared to invest, particularly at the specification stage, and and the analysis of what the need was, and the client was, and looking at the business process, had the right people in the in the room at the right time, and that, and that's brilliant, and, and I think customers have to be prepared to invest in that part. You get the specification of the system right, then you're going to have a success. Um, but if you if you try and skimp on that bit, then you're, you, you're going to be in trouble. So um, great project team. Um, they were pragmatic. Um, they were prepared to, to work. I think both teams were prepared to work through obstacles together. And, and as Gary has mentioned, there were sometimes tensions in that. Because we'd you know be pushing in two different directions occasionally, but ultimately we always got back together and said, okay, here's the right solution, and, and I think always we agreed on it. Actually, we had project manager on each side, and their relationship was key. Yes, yeah. absolutely right. Um, so yeah, and I think strong project management really really important, um, and a project manager on on Grafton side. Um, who was also prepared to say to the Grafton's team, no, <laughs> which, which which is important. You know, project managers are kind of like the referees sometimes. They, 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 you know, they're the ones that have to look at the big picture and say, well, if you do that, you're going to kill the kill the timescales or whatever. Yeah. Um, strong leadership, I think, from 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 Grafton's side. Uh, again, very supportive um, of the project, um, but nonetheless quite driven. And there were, you know, there were certainly times when when we completely understood that Gary wanted to get things done and signed up and finished and moved along to the next stage. Um, but it was pragmatic as well. Um, we mentioned the, the emphasis on, on uh, clear specifications. Um, we had a good way of working together, I think, which we established very early on, which accommodated both. We had the right tools in place for, for doing that project management piece. Um, and I, th- I think... Get, the, the rollout was really important um, and, and the way that Grafton's planned the rollout and we, we helped them to plan that to the branches because clearly you've got 400 branches out there it's very easy to get that bit of it wrong if they're not educated correctly or if they don't believe in the system um, you know if they don't believe it's going to help them ultimately or help, help the organisation you're not going to get buy-in and, 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 and again enabling them to see success early on and to understand it uh, is is key because when you with the AP team you've got concentrated thought and effort throughout the project and they're really usually very very bought into it. But for the branches, processing invoices, as I said earlier on, is a pain. You know, it's not, it's not what they want to be doing. It's not what they're paid for ultimately. Um, so the system has to be has to be good, and you need evangelists to go out there and t- tell them how good it's going to be, and teach them how to use it, and, and that's got to work well, and it did. Brilliant. So, for me, overall, partnership and teamwork are the things that made this project a success. Mm, I would I would concur. They're, yeah, essential yeah, elements to to making this uh, a reality. Excellent. 
So Gary, so um, it sounds like you've still got a challenge on your hands. It's a large business, lots of branches. Are you looking to automate elsewhere in the business? Uh, we've got a lot of change going on. Um, there's a lot of modernisation still to do. Uh, so we're already looking at um, the, the, the scope of what we need to do to improve our, uh, if you like, account um, approval process. So we operate with trade accounts, so people have accounts with us. It's not necessarily cash over the counter. So control of those credit accounts, the authorization, the processing of those credit accounts, yeah, ultimately to authorise those to be yeah, uh, approved traders. Yeah, that's one very much on our agenda. Uh, um, so that's, yeah, I'm being pushed to do that right now, which is yeah, a resource a challenge, but uh, that's certainly a, an immediate one. We're also looking at all of our other processes as we modernise our systems. Yeah, so um, our focus at the moment is on a, an accounts receivable change, but yeah, during the course of the next 12 months, there'll be other areas of automation, and we wouldn't hesitate to talk about, you know, to documentation about you know, where they can help. Certainly on my list to talk to them about is the you know, trade account approval process and document management generally. John's got a big smile on his face now. <laughs> okay, great. And from a, from a lessons learned, which I know our audience will be very keen to understand. So if you had to do the project all over, what have you learned and what would you do slightly different if you were running an AP automation project? It sounds like it went well, but if there's anything that you would do slightly differently. I don't think there's much I would point out so we'd do differently. I think, you know, we went into this with our eyes open. So, yeah, as John pointed out, you know, key things are being clear of the requirements in the first place and we invested the time yeah using real data not to test with not yeah perfect data yeah because data isn't perfect mm. so you need to test it in the real world yeah uh, they're the key elements that yeah I think you yeah, not as much lessons learnt but lessons reinforced yeah. if you like from the project uh, and they're the things that we're yeah, continually now baking into everything we do, which is test with real data. Make sure you understand the requirements before you start. It takes longer at the beginning, but it saves time at the end. And it makes the implementation yeah, or end results more of a success. Excellent. So to wrap up, guys, is there anything else you wanted to add, John, to, sort of, to our audience in terms of the, the things to really look out for when you do these projects? I know we talked in depth early on. But ultimately, you know, we've heard from a customer, it sounds like it's gone really well. Grafton's are obviously a large organisation. Um, anything you just want to add on for the last few seconds of the, the podcast? I, I think um, it's important to understand why you're doing a project like this and be very clear about your objectives. Um, so don't spend time automating things that are actually just, just bells and whistles in, in, in your organisation. Yeah. Automate the things that are really, really important and spend time um, and energy on doing that well. Um, because, it, you know, a, a system isn't just for Christmas, it's for life, <laughs> if you like. Yeah. Um, so you need to design it well and make sure it's robust and make sure it's it, it can um, it can flex in future because businesses don't stand still, organisations don't stand still. They're changing, Gary's talking about, you know, changes happening within Grafton's. So whatever you put in place, you have to have a, 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 a partnership that will take it forward and a solution that can flex where it needs to in future. Perfect. Gary, any final thoughts? Uh, I think we've mentioned it several times already, visibility and, and data. 
But yeah. actually, you know, we're now left with yes, an automated an automated system, you know, that replaces a legacy process much better. But we're now also left with a legacy of you know really valuable information, and that's that's going to drive us forward uh, and give us a lot more benefit and efficiency later. Potentially efficiencies that you know, we can now see that we wouldn't have seen without it. Excellent. Well, it's been a pleasure speaking to you chaps today. It's been given our audience plenty to think of. Um, I wish you all the success for the future. And thank you for attending the very first AP podcast. Mm. Thanks, Jamie. My pleasure, Jim. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed the podcast. Please visit our site for future podcasts at apassociation.com. Until next time, 